live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I may be a year early on it, but something tells me when you go through what he went through a year ago, and you have a good offseason, and you come back, the game slows down for you. It slows down for you, and they're going to allow him to be Justin Fields that we saw at Ohio State, where Matt Nagy kind of was toying around with three different quarterbacks. Well, that's not the case anymore. It's his team. It's his deal. And the Chicago Bear fans should be extremely excited and happy about it. That is Keyshawn Johnson. Listen to him in the morning with Max Kellerman and Jay Williams, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Listen to us, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton stops in at 6 o'clock until 7, actually a little bit after today because of Action Sports Shacks OT. So uh, much more to come throughout the afternoon and evening on ESPN 690. Then hand off to Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. The Jags uh, a, a day behind on the news cycle as they signed Q be EJ Perry and they make that official. Like we talked about that on like Monday. <laughs> it is funny in our world. Like we don't wait for the Jags to release it. No. Nah. I mean, I understand they have to do their job because they got to wait till he signed and everything. And it is a flexible, like I think the EJ Perry kid was going to sign with the Eagles. Yes, that's correct. That's the quarterback out of Brown. He's going to sign with the Eagles. And then he's like, ah, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to do this instead. Jacksonville. So, yeah. Which I don't, no, if we were talking about it or if I was just thinking about it, but, like, what makes you make that decision? You have Jalen Hurts and you have... Gardner. Gardner. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to Philly. Here you have Trevor, C.J. Beathard, Jake Luton. He thinks he's better than Jake Luton. Yeah, or did he talk to the Jags about them using... Because he's an athletic quarterback. Right. I, again, I don't know too much about this guy. I know he went to Brown, but it's not like I watch Brown football. So... Either. Is there a position change coming potentially, or would they have already labeled them that way? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what. I hope there's something there just for just because. Well, my Man. point being, like, it, it, did Philly say, "Hey, we're going to use you as a QB," or no, we're going to turn you into a wide receiver? Um, or it, did the Jags say, uh, "We're just going to keep it. You can come fight it out as a quarterback," and he really wants to do that. You know, almost like that Tim Tebow kind of thing, mm-hmm. where somebody might use him this way, and another might use him this way, and that way it would turn out where you want to go. Uh, so I think that part's uh, pretty interesting. There's some fun things coming out on social media right now, by the way. Uh, one, I, I just asked this question. You heard Draymond Green? I guess uh, he's like, "I got. T- I'm making 25 million dollars a year. I don't care. I'll pay the fine." Yep. And so I even asked you as he said that, mm-hmm. it's like 25 million. If you made 25 million dollars a year, what kind of fine would you have to get before you got like aggravated by the fine? And you were like, "Well, okay, I hear you. I feel you. Please don't find me that much." Because if you're making 25 million a year, which means you've already made a lot of money in your career, and you're probably going to make a lot more. I mean, you can thumb your nose at authority trying to throw down a $50,000 fine any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What, what, what gets your attention? hundred grand? Five hundred grand? Mm-hmm. Million? One million once. You find me a million dollars, I won't do it again. But 25, 30K, come on, bro. If I've got 30 million in the bank just from playing basketball without the NIL, for lack of a better term, because Draymond's got sponsorships, yeah, you find me a million once, I'll back off. I'll stop flicking people off, I promise. <laughs> 30K, not a chance. Absolutely not. I'm doing it again. Uh, all right. So here's what else is going on on Twitter. Shannon Sharp apparently said, 
Cheetah has 48 hours to respond. Who are you all taking? DK Metcalf is faster than Tyreek Hill. I don't think Obviously, he's just trying to get clicks, but it's working. Tyreek Hill does respond. Put up $50,000 and the money goes to any charity you want if you win. I DM you and you were scared. I got receipts. <laughs> so heck? he must have reached out to him. Yeah. And Shannon Sharp on a DM must have been like, no thanks. Well, Fred Taylor just chimed in 10 rhymes with win. This is too easy. Meaning Tyreek Hill. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I wouldn't even think it would be that close. Yeah, like DK had to remember that rundown on the yeah, interception? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, you know. Nah, I'm taking Tyreek Hill. Okay, so if you have Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf in a race, uh huh. What do you want to do? You want to do a forty, or do you want to do like the hundred yard dash? I think a hundred Tyreek might lose. The longer you go, I think DK gets an advantage. Yeah, because you can only be fast for so long. Well, then sure. let's go sixty and uh, still Tyreek. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's closer though. I think sixty is a good number. 40, 60, 100. I think sixty is easy. It, like, I don't know what the parameters of this run was, but I would go with the 60-yard dash instead of 40. I think 40 is too short. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I think he... Tyreek will burn him. But I'm not, I'm not convinced Tyreek doesn't win 100. Right. Well, you, you think DK has a better chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're saying Tyreek still has a chance. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. But I think, I think DK's got the staying power. Like, does Tyreek have the staying power? We don't really know. Yeah. You didn't see him chase anybody down. Not once. I've seen him throw up the peace sign, though, when he's ahead. And behind, actually. That's kind of a flex, but yeah. There's uh, a couple other things coming out that I noticed on Twitter. Not that we're going to talk a lot about golf, but oh. I guess I guess Phil Mickelson has a biography coming out. Oh, that'll be interesting. And did you see this? Is like They say between 2010 and 2014, according to this like quote here, that he lost like $40 million in gambling. Phil? In between 2010-2014. Jeez. So this is the story. It says, Mickelson had gambling losses totaling more than $40 million in the four-year period, 2010 to 2014, that was scrutinized. But in those prime earning years, his income was estimated to be just north of $40 million a year. He's all right. So he made $160 million. Yeah, he'd be okay. Now, listen, he got taxed on a lot of that, too. If True. You paid it. Uh, so, I mean, that's like getting extra taxed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Is that a thing? Phil being a well-known gambler? Is that a thing? <laughs> Are you serious? No, but, <laughs> you know. Um, but $40 million, man. $40 is a lot. By the way, I meant to ask Austin about the thing I sent you. Well, you missed your opportunity. I did. Maybe uh, we'll do, like, an Ask Austin That segment. would be good. Because I bet... We'll, we'll, like, call him. Because I bet he has a take on MGK and uh, Megan Fox. I sent you that information. I saw that. You did... I don't have a take on that. Really? They drink each other's blood? Just a little bit for ritual purposes. The vampire community was not pleased. Are you surprised or not surprised there's a vampire community? Not surprised. But I bet they watch, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff. No, absolutely not. There's no vampires in Lord of the Rings. Or whatever. Name your show. What are they? What's Twilight. the vampire shows? Twilight, Twilight. Vampire Diaries, What about the True zombie blood? shows? That's not the same thing. Vampires and zombies don't... No. Mixed together? No. Totally no, no, no. separate? No, no, no. Vampire or uh, zombies are, like, dead already. Vampires are, like, alive technically in their own way. They're not actually dead yet. I understand. But if you watch, like, vampire stuff, do you think you probably watch zombies? I don't want to put them in a box, Brent. You know? I do. Then, yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say so. I want to label, stereotype. 
box everybody in? And I would say, yeah. I mean, we tried to box everybody in on Star Wars Day yesterday. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. What yeah. sport do they watch? That's true. We did do that. All those things. You know, today's uh, May 5th. Yeah, so Cinco de Mayo. No, it's not. So it's Revenge of the Fifth. What does that mean? So in Star Wars, the bad guys, for lack of a better term, they're Sith. So the third movie is called Revenge of the Sith. So May 5th is Revenge of the Fifth. Very good. Educational program. I think. Uh, how do we feel about NIL? You mentioned it in Draymond Green's world. It's totally different than everybody else's world in the college game. Uh, this guy, I saw this tweeted today. He says, I've been in a locker room with some guys making millions of dollars while the rest of us weren't. But I can't imagine being in a college locker room with guys making a couple million while other guys are paying to play at the same school. Yeah. Does he have a point? Yes. But I think it goes back, like, yeah, I understand it's technically amateur athletics. Like, you can say that with college, but it's not. Um, so if you want to take that defense, you can miss me with that. But I I understand what he's saying. But, you know, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because Bryce Young is not going to get the pay, paid the same as the backup left tackle. And that's the point that's being made right there, right? Like, Bryce Young is making the big money in NIL and, like, the offensive line is not. But it's the same way in any sport. Like, that's how things work. And if, if college was a little more non-professional-like, where it's on CBS on Saturdays in primetime and everybody's watching it, then okay, you have an argument. But for me, college football in that sense, or even college basketball, in the NBA and in professional sports, the best player does not get paid the same as the worst player on the team. Well, and, and I, so I, I retweeted this guy, right, when I saw that. I don't even know how I saw it because I don't follow him. But I said, I've worked in many businesses making a lot less money than some of the other jokers making a lot more. Welcome to the real world. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, how many times, how many people right now are, you look across from where you're working and the guy next to you or in the corner office or the this or the that are, and you're like, I can't believe that guy's making X amount of dollars. And like, I'm way better of an employee than that person. I do it every day. <laughs> right through, through this glass. Right through the glass, Brett. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to name any names. The bottom line is, like, I think a lot of people have been there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, usually they're younger <laughs> that have been there, you know, in different stages of their careers and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's the way it goes. Like, that's life. And life isn't fair, as they say. Uh, but, like, from an NIL standpoint, that's the least of my problems. Like, yeah. I understand what, look, that happens in the NFL locker room. Listen, there's a huge belief in, in Jacksonville, why that started to fall apart was that they were bringing people in and paying them top dollar while the guys that had been there helped flip it around hadn't got paid yet. So, and I'm not saying Jalen Ramsey hates A.J. Boye right. or doesn't like him. But A.J. Boye is making 15, 16, 17 million dollars a year. Jalen Ramsey's on his rookie deal, and he's making all pro and pro bowl and shutting down the top corner. And the guy you're making, you're giving 15, 16 million dollars a year is shutting down the second guy. And by the way, had a very good year doing it. Sure. But that there's a lot of belief in, in Jacksonville in the locker room of that's where all this kind of started. That kind of stuff. Bortles has been brought up. They pay a guy like Bortles. Did he perform to the point that he should be paid? Now, again, I think some of this falls in line with business. 
But it also goes back to what Austin has said on the show a long time. What does the money say, right? Mm-hmm. And in a college locker room, is that going to be a problem? I don't get the sense that it will as much as, like, this tweet thought that it would. NIL is going to have some problems. They're going to have recruiting issues. They're going to have people that skirt the rules. We already knew that, right? We already knew that. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit of the wild, wild west. We do need to probably corral it to some degree, but we've got to learn about it first. And uh, Dario says Alan Hearns, too, like, See, Alan Hearns, that's interesting you bring Alan Hearns up. Like, did he get paid too early? See, I think that was actually a different case. I think Alan Hearns was almost a good case of that showed the locker room, if you do this stuff, we'll pay you. Like, that was actually the opposite of what I'm talking about. Like, Alan Hearns had gone from undrafted. He had way outperformed his contract, and they appreciated what he had done, played through injuries, all this stuff. They said, you know, we're going to give, we think we should reward you. I think that's how you tell your locker room that, hey, we're here for you. So I, I think Hearns was a little bit different in, in that case that, that I'm talking about. This has a negative effect. I think Hearns actually had a positive effect uh, in many ways. So, and I might be wrong about that. Maybe people did take exception to it. But I, I think it was tried to at least uh, be used from a positive standpoint. And so the NIL, they're going to have to get a hold of it. SEC, I think, and Pac-12, they're going to, like, Washington for this stuff. They want, like to start lobbying about it. They want to get a hold of it. Yeah. I just think it's too soon. I think it's too soon. We have to know everything that's going to happen, and we haven't encountered everything that's going to happen. We are encountering new things. Schools are dealing with new things. There's a chance that it can get out of control. Absolutely. But you have to know this about NIL. We have a belief system. There's an old-school way of doing things, right? And that old-school way of doing things has been okay with getting rich off the college game and athletes. That old-school way of doing things, even the NCAA, presidents, athletic directors, school budgets, coaches, they have been fine with their salaries inflating, their budgets inflating, their facilities getting better, them winning big. But they still have this problem with a player benefiting from it. And to me, that's like... They're the ones that, that, that are slowing this down or also unwilling to admit still to this day that college sports, especially in football and basketball, is big business. Right. And I've said that for as long as I've ever been on radio and even TV or social media. The problem with the NCAA, the problem with colleges is they are unwilling to admit full go that it's big business. But they're willing to take the checks for $40 million per each school in the SEC because of the the TV rights and everything else. But they still want the kids just to say, hey, you're getting a college scholarship. You should be happy. But thanks for making us all these millions. Right. It's the same thing I would say about the coaches. Hey, coaches, if you would put a cap on what you made instead of Nick Saban making 10, 11, 12 million, I'm not saying he doesn't bring it in and earns it. But if you would put a cap on your salaries and they didn't get gross and people weren't getting paid 20, 30, 40 million dollars to walk away after you got fired, we wouldn't have this problem. We would not have this problem. You go all the way back to, I saw someone tweet this the other day, and I think I agree with him. Go back to the, what was it, O'Bannon in the video game? Oh, yeah. UCLA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back to that, and if you made the right call then, would you have the issue you have now with NIL and the NCAA? If you made the right call at that time, 
before the salaries got like crazy, crazy, before the, the TV numbers got crazy, before the, the payouts to the schools got even more crazy than they already were. If they had back in 2000 and whatever it was, at least a decade ago, in the O'Bannon case, in the video game case, given student athletes something from that, would we be where we are today? My point being is the NCAA, the schools, big time sports, the TV networks, the coaches, they've made their own bed in this. And we still want to fault the athlete because we have this old way of thinking about college athletics, but we want to ignore the dollars in the business side of it when it's convenient. It's just asinine. Like you made your own bed. Now deal with it, fix it, and figure it out. You've put yourself in a situation if you're college athletics. Again, I'm talking big-time college athletics. This doesn't usually fit in the mid-major world. It doesn't fit in a lot, and that's the other problem. It's not a blanket statement. But you have made your own bed when it comes to NIL. So figure it out. Make it fair. Put caps on stuff if you need to. Maybe we get to a point where college athletics has a salary cap for coaches. That'd be cool. Maybe Sorry. that's the way to fix it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Can you imagine if they did one budget for, like, one salary cap for every sport? Like, I know that would go awry pretty quick because you'd use, like, 80% on football. That'd be cool. The problem with college – I've always long said this. The problem with college athletics, like these, this umbrella blanket view of big-time college athletics, is they've been unwilling to admit it's big business. The egos in college basketball and college football coaching is massive. Massive. And it's impossible the way the NCAA is run now to police it. So you always have some element of cheating. You will always have some element of cheating that you can't even detect. Those are three major problems that if you don't figure that out, we're going to be talking about this for 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road anyway. Yep. And you know what? I don't think you presidents and colleges give a damn anyway because you're still Get getting em. stroked the check at the end of the day. Get them, Brent. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The term we've said all along is fluid, and that's where I can only speak to May 3rd, and I'll, you know we're going to continue to try to, to work this every single day uh, and, and just understand that you know, you'd know you love to have an answer for it la you know, three months ago, uh, last week. It's just that's not the reality of where we are. So for me and, and for us, I'm just going to deal with it uh, day to day. Who the heck was that? Through May 3rd. Kevin, day guy. Kevin Stefanski. Ah, Baker, do they Baker. want Baker or do they not? As the Baker turns. Poor spot. Remember on the show we used to do a whiteboard thing, Austin did? That kind of went away with the pandemic. And we never brought it back. There were some things that went away with the pandemic. Why, you couldn't get markers? or? I, I don't know. It's just like you get out of the rhythm of doing it. Yeah, true. And it was like that. And um, like we used to do stay in your lane. Right. And I tried to get... I. My biggest fault so far in this show is not being a, getting sponsored for Stay in Your Lane. I mean, how easy is that? It's like low-hanging fruit. All right. Um, so anyway, I'm showing the whiteboard, and this is not a new segment. It's not even a tribute to Austin. This is just what I've been working on, like, for a couple of hours today. All day. Literally all day. This is our summer schedule in the Action Sports Jack's office. This is really more TV-related than... Um, 
This is actually just June. It's amazing uh, how hard. It's the hardest thing I do all year is June and July schedule based off radio, TV, five people in TV, a couple more people now in radio, one less person. <laughs> and, uh, That's true. <laughs> um, and Tyler and Kaylee's travel ball schedule. See, you got to stop calling him Tyler. Yeah, I usually call him Ty. I don't know why I'm saying Tyler. Is this like a noontime thing where I don't even catch it because I didn't even yeah. know? Yeah, the noontime and the Tyler. You got to stop. I'm thinking about getting a hat for noontime. In fact, I'm thinking about moving our show to noon just so I can say noontime. Might need a new producer. (laughs) (laughs) And you're in a tough spot if you lose another one. You know what I'm saying? So so anyway, that... I've always... This is always the hardest time, man. The schedules are tough. Summer schedules. Don't look at me. That was color-coordinated, though. It's pretty good. You did a heck of a job. And you literally worked on it from, like, 11.30 to, like, 2.30. I was pretty proud of myself. And I've actually sent it to everybody, and I so far have gotten back good reviews. So I didn't mess anything up yet. Have you heard from uh, Stuart Weber down in Peru? He actually did. He saw it. I wonder how much that text message cost. (laughs) I don't think. Does that cost anything anymore? I have no idea. Never been to Peru. Never been. Well, I mean, when you go outside the country, can you text now? Never been. When we first went to London, we had to use, like, the WhatsApp yeah, that's the thing. WhatsApp, what's up, WhatsApp app? Just app, yeah. Is that what it is? Just WhatsApp? WhatsApp, yeah. And so we had to use that. And it was cool. Like, you had to just sign up for it. It was pretty easy to use. It was free. But I think then by the time we go to London now, I feel like maybe you just change your plan. You get charged like 30 bucks or something like that for the month. There might yeah. be something like that to it. I feel I like know. Stuart called us from London this year. Yeah, well, I can sure guarantee you this. Two things are happening if Stuart's using it. and calling. Oh, and here we go. One is, it's probably not that expensive. Facts. And two is, even if it's a dollar, the station's paying for it and he's expensing it. I will say this. Stuart Weber has never once called this station and the phone call already pop up Stuart Weber. It always comes up Cox Media Group. Really? Yep. Oh, that's because he's got a work phone. I, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. I could see Stuart being the type of guy that pays for minutes, and he's like, I'm not using those minutes on work, bro. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> Stuart would be that guy. Yeah. Never once have I, I got a call from Weber, <laughs> comma, Stewart. It's always Cox meeting. The beautiful thing is he's probably not listening to us. You never know. Uh, this time around. Sometimes he's listening to us when we're making fun of him. But, yeah, no doubt. Stewart's going to get his money's worth now. That's that's uh, that's fair game for sure. Brent Martin, O'Casey okay, Kurtz. Marcel Robinson throwing a football. Marcel, sit down. Why don't you come on in, man? What's going on? Did George Bulldogs Did Austin leave his headphones? <laughs> No, no, no. You might not be able to listen to headphones. I see headphones. He's not here anymore. Gone. All right. You know, he was really driving that point home. Um, What's up? The temperature is up. It is hot outside. I mean, you got a sweatshirt on, dude. I mean, it's cold in here, but it was hot outside. I do find that to be a problem here. It is really hot outside right now. No, but it's cold in here a lot. First 90-degree day of the year, I think. I think you're right. I think we might break a record or we might be on the verge of it today. I don't like that because i got to go out and shoot some district championship mm. action tonight. We have a lot going on here. Uh, was it on. Jay Lacrosse? Jay was hosting the A-Sun Lacrosse Championships. Uh, yep, should be uh, should be going, I think, now. Right now, uh, the Pontevedra boys or Bulls? Which one? Bulls. Bulls is playing. How's that going? Do we know? Well, you won't talk about it. Oh, really? Not good? I won't talk about it. So, Bulls in the Benjamin. final four. Bulls um, taking on Benjamin. And uh, Just one guy? Tonight... <laughs> Tonight, uh, Pontevedra 
Yep. Plays in the Final Four tomorrow. We, we had this earlier in the week, Bartram Trail Girls and Episcopal Girls. But then all over the area tonight, it's uh, district baseball championships, district softball championships. Regional semifinals for a flag football, I think, out in Middleburg. You're right, Middleburg and Fleming Island. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot going on uh, in the high school ranks. So good luck to all the teams, uh, and you're going to get to a couple of the games. But uh, congratulations uh, in advance to all the winners. Uh, of uh, those district championships and hopefully some Final Fours playing for state championships as well. Uh, you're at the – actually, flag football has become – it's growing big yeah. on the on the girls' side. Yeah, def- definitely. Jaguars over prep made an uh, all-Jags prep uh, all-flag football team mm-hmm. yep. for the spring. Yep. You were at an event yesterday for that. That was pretty cool. I was over there at Academy. Um, yeah, it is really cool. And I, I talked to um, some of the girls and, and some of the coaches to it, and it's just sort of – if you look at how over the past few, I would say, years, it's just kind of grown, maybe boomed a little bit. You know, before it was just kind of like you know, this is something that like an inclusion thing, like for the girls that want to play football but aren't playing, you know, varsity or tag of football with the boys. Obviously, it was kind of like a, for lack of a better term, like an appeasement uh, for them. But now, I mean, it's it's, it's blowing up. You got, you got the skills competitions. I mean, even the, the Jaguar-sponsored events. I want to say a couple years ago they had two girls participating in like their quarterback challenge, and, and this year they had a ton. Um, same girl won both years, I believe, Dakota uh, Hills out of, of Clay Clay High School. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool to see, to see the girls, and they're actually pretty good. Like, I've gone to quite a few of those games this year, and, you know, me being a three-time flag football champion myself, I think I've got the eye for flag football talent. You know, they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I just tweeting this. Marcel joins us. An unrelated, based on the Draymond Green uh, fine for flipping off fans, Oh, yeah. Why are athletes bringing back the middle finger? <laughs> like, like the middle finger isn't a thing. Like, hadn't been a thing for years. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it does have its own emoji, so it's got to be some sort of thing. And I like using the emoji, as you guys know. It's my frequently used emoji 10 um, times out of 10. But, I mean, we're seeing Kyrie Irving, Draymond Green, um, Tim Anderson in baseball. I mean, we got more middle fingers flying I over mean, the last couple of weeks than I can remember. I mean, I would say on the basketball front, it's just, I mean, when you've got literally hundreds of people, you know, disparaging your name or saying whatever, this, that, and they're booing you and all of these. In Draymond's case, obviously, um, I think I don't think it's press to say thousands of people, you know, hating him at one time. I think it's just a, a universal quick way to just touch everybody. Yeah, but it's like, like I feel like it went to... It used to be a thing, you know. I mean, like, when I'm back home or when you're younger, it's like you get flipped off as drivers. I mean, driving to Rhode Island's crazy, man. So, like, it used to happen all the time. It'd be like South Florida. I'm sure it happens all the time. Like, and then it's it's just, like, kind of goes away. Like, it's not even part of your world, like, for yeah. a long, long time. Kind of lost And you don't luster. see it. You don't see athletes flipping people off. You just don't. Like, once in a while, maybe. But before this recent run on middle fingers, like, do you even remember a middle finger in an athlete? Um, professional athlete? No. Like, is there a famous middle finger from an athlete? Um, I don't think I can recall a, a particularly notable that's, one. So that's my point. But why is it back now? Why is it the cool thing to do? Why is it like, like, why is Draymond Green flipping off a fan? Like, he's heard everything. Yeah. That's my yeah. point. Like, you've heard everything. Kyrie Irving may be a little bit different, and he tried to disguise it, although one time he didn't because he's running down the court, and now he says he does it all the time, which yeah. I don't believe him. No. But I, 
don't understand. I mean, heck, uh, Luca. Yes, he didn't use a middle finger, but he actually went after a fan a little bit. Yeah. What are these fans saying to these guys that they're not used to? Like, um, I don't understand that. I Why? Mean, I think. I think. Well, I think it, it may depend, but I, I feel like fans have gotten just general as a general statement from from that standpoint of interacting with athletes. I feel like they've gotten worse. I think some of that is some of these guys, the what they hear in the stadiums in conjunction with you know some of these guys that are plugged in on social media, what they see. You know, as far as all of that stuff, and it's kind of elevates it a little bit. But I, th- I think I think fans are a little more. I would think that fans are a little more egregious in terms of what they're saying. I mean, obviously, we've heard tons of stories back in the day about you know, how poor fans were in the NBA. I mean, just all the stories from the Utah Jazz, from the, anybody that played for the Chicago Bulls or anyone that said Utah was one of the worst places to play because of the fans. But I think just have the a general statement across sports. I think fans have maybe gotten a little more uh, vocally expressive saying some things. Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, I've, I'm sure there it's nasty stuff, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's, like, G-rated. Yeah. I mean, you but have, I just I, think it's nothing new. Like, you once you've heard it, you've heard it. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and honestly, let's be honest. The professional athlete these days is a little more sensitive. Ah, so you're saying they're soft. I'm not saying they're soft. I think I'm you are. I'm saying they're a little more sensitive than, than the athletes of old. You know, but but I mean, some in some cases, like some of these fans need to be. I'm not saying they need to be, you know, verbally, you know, berated or physically beaten or anything like that. But sometimes these fans are getting out of pocket. Like the 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 lady that or the guy the lady that that LeBron got kicked out. She was like talking about Bronny, talking about his son, talking about like uh, that. He just like saying his son needed to die, die and stuff like that. Like yeah, usually, you go kids and and wife yeah. or mom, then you're going in a different area. Yeah, right. That's a different. So maybe that's where they're going. It's just kind of because I mean, over time, I've like you said, athletes are used to hearing about this. And what, what's the point of of a fan heckling an athlete? The whole point is to get this athlete either off their game or get them to acknowledge the fact that you heckled them. That's true, but like the thing about it is, we're seeing a lot of this happen when they're leaving the stadium. So you're not getting them off the game, like or they're leaving the arena, they're leaving the floor. So and they still are getting like this. So what they are saying, I have no idea. You could say anything you want to me right now, like, and I'm not going to be like. Go get the police because I'm going to attack you. Now, part of that might be because I can't beat you up or something. Depends who you are. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm probably not going, like, it's not going to bother me that much. Yeah. Like, that's me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and I haven't heard probably half the stuff those guys have heard. <laughs> yeah. A quarter or 10%. So, I just don't understand this recent run on one middle fingers, but two, like, athletes being super sensitive to this stuff. I mean, we, it's just the other day we're talking about. Um, who was it that went into the stands uh, in the Cleveland? Uh, Shaw. Shaw? Don't do that. No, who was it? <laughs> Don't disrespect my man's Miles Straw like that. Straw. Straw. Yeah. <laughs> From the Sorry. 941. But, I mean, come on. Like, I, I just don't understand what people are saying. Anyway, I did look up, like, 15 best bird flipping moments in sports. Oh, this will be good. So, Mikey Wilson, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Is he the Michigan guy? No, this was it. I wonder if anybody's done a story on Mikey now. Because Mikey is a five-year-old. Oh, okay. Oh, the kid. In the UEFA Cup. Flipped off, like, back in 2002. So they caught him flipping. Mean, it's, a, it's a really good, like, little middle finger. I've seen the picture, yeah. I mean, you can't get mad if a kid flips you off. you got to just laugh that one off, right? Chris Gardaki? Like, I don't even remember that. I couldn't even tell you what sport that was. Former Browns punter. Football. Mm. Uh, this is Jack McDowell. I do remember that one. We're in the pinstripes, 1996 uh, um, season, 
and he is like literally walking off the field at Jacobs Field <laughs> and flipping him off. That's a good one. Uh, there are some like uh, Jake Plummer, I guess, did a behind the back one. Oh, Jake the Snake. Yeah. Uh, some I of the people, I have no idea who they are even. Like, I don't even know who they are. Uh, A.J. Hawk, I guess, has a good one. Oh. Uh, this is a fourth person. I have no idea who this person is. Vanessa. Oh, one's a cricket player. That's why. Oh, got to watch out for those cricket um, We got a good Red Wings girl. She's in the famous flip-off list. There we go. She's a fan, and she's going double bird. At who? At it looks like a Red Wings player. That's tough. Yeah. Can't have the home, home crowd on your side. You and must she's really like, suck. And she's like a middle school age girl. Nice. Oh. Get him. Oh, there we go. Start around. Uh, Marshall Henderson. Remember him? Nope. From Ole Miss. I don't have that one. Uh, before the NCAA. Yeah, I remember him. Actually, got, remember he was like a three-point shooter, right? He got suspended. Um, Michael Vick? Oh, Vic did flip off some fans. Vic has flipped off fans before, yes. Was this before or after the dog stuff? This was... Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. I feel like it was before. He was Atlanta quarterback Michael Vic. Just well, to, to, if you know, he's Atlanta, it had to be before. It would be before. I think it was before because Michael Vick was the first athlete to break my heart. Uh, $20,000, by the way, you got fined. We'll go back into that. You, how, like you were shattered? I, I was hurt a little bit. Yeah. I was hurt. Let me finish my list. Glenn Big Baby Davis. Oh, well, he's he's about, sen- he's about as sensitive as they come, so that's not Rex Ryan, who looks like totally wasted at an MMA fight. So it was a regular Tuesday then. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Barkley, apparently. Um, I see Chucks are throwing a couple birds. The only reason I can think of why it does it so often, blah, 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 on, uh, he says, then again, the Miami Heat fans who were taunting the round mound of rebound during the 2011 playoffs. So it was while he was on the set. <laughs> oh, that's, that's even better then, in my opinion. Um, and here, here's what Bud Adams. Oh, I remember Bud Adams. Remember that? 86-year-old. <laughs> Bud Adams. Again, elderly guys and, and children. You just kind of got to lock that lock. By the way, his bird was worth $250,000. That's an expensive <laughs> Really? So, hey, my point being, all these, the Mikey one's pretty good. This is nothing. Like, these are not yeah. memorable moments. Yeah. Like, these are people I've never even heard of to make the top 15 Flipping of the bird moments. And, and in the last month, we've had like four of them. Yeah, it's a bad list if it doesn't have that guy from either Ohio State or Michigan. That's the most recent one I remember. He got tossed for targeting a couple years ago, and he was walking off. I think it was an Ohio State guy in Michigan, and he was just straight up like. Letting it loose. Yeah. I forget who it was. I'm trying to figure it out. I'll, I'll give you one here. Look, remember Jan? I do remember that one. Yeah, I, just, I, was, I think it was last year here. That was, yeah, it was last year here. That was a pretty decent one. That Marcus got caught, Hall. like, after the fact. That yeah. was 2013. Which game was that with Young? Was that? I think it was, like, the last game was of the it? year, but I don't remember. Was it the Colts game? might have been a Colts. I think it was the Colts game. I think game. it was the Colts game. Which, actually, if I was in Indianapolis now, and he's in Indianapolis, I might pull that out. Oh, he didn't like you in Indianapolis, if you remember. He didn't like me? Yeah. Post game. Oh, no, that was that was preseason. Oh. That was down in Miami preseason. Case of mistaken identity. Yes, he was mad at me. At that was fun. Yes, that was that was that was as close as I've come. <laughs> what happened? To a like, whoa, this thing's gonna get escalated. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he thought I had said something, on air. On air. Mm-hmm. And he was totally. It was actually my counterpart. Wasn't you at all. It wasn't me. Right. Who was but it? he totally thought it was me. Yeah. Like uh, even saying my name. Like, yeah, that was but, my like, favorite part. Like. 
The only thing I didn't do on that was go back and actually send him the clip. Yeah. Well, because I remember at the time you said you said I don't know if I said that, but if I did, you know, you know, I didn't mean that, but I had to double check and make sure I said that. Yeah. He was. Uh, it calmed down pretty quick, but it that did. had a moment. That there was a moment there where, like, he was. I was about he 10 was seconds hot. where I was like, yeah, we need to. He was getting hot. Yeah. And so we we calmed it down. But I was like Jan, man. I was, I'm I'm a Jan guy, though. We talked about Jan for like a year and a half on this show. I'm going to go right. find that. Can Michael I record, Bick, I kept uh, recording there. You did record there? I think so. I'm going to go find that. That could have been one of those great moments. That would have been great. That's I probably wouldn't be here. I'd probably be like some national thing now. Never stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have made me famous. Um, Sounds like you still can, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe still can. Well, that didn't blow up to that, though. Remember, like, it's not like the Ryan Leaf one mm. in the locker room. You've seen that before. Yeah. Um, so, Michael Vick broke your hot. Oh, yeah, man, the dog thing. The dog thing. Yeah, yeah, that was... I mean, I, I love... You weren't the only one, man. I know, but I love dogs, and, and, like, as a Falcons fan, like, Michael Vick was, like... Of course he should have been. Michael Vick was, like, the closest thing to Jesus in sports. Yeah, for us. You're, like... I mean, that's, like, a generation of people... Yeah. ...that felt the same way. You know, it was, like, oh, no. So, were you more mad about the dog part of it or the part that he was no longer on the field? I mean, I was I was very upset about the dogs. Not gonna lie, I was one of those because you know everyone who was like a Michael Vick supporter, they were like, well, you know, he didn't, he yeah, didn't actually to actively find a way. participate. He just kind of, you know, ignorantly funded it. But you know, not even Michael Vick is gonna win over dogs. No, no, no. I know in, in that battle. Yeah, to this right. day, people like extreme dog enthusiasts is like, no. Yeah, even if you're a big Michael Vick fan, you. You found a little hate in the heart for that. It was a little bit. Do people still think about that? Like, when I see him on TV, I love my dog, but I I don't think think about it. I always said this about Michael Vick in that respect. I believe that he paid his dues for it. Yeah, I would say. I mean, he lost everything. And he went. That's true. I mean, he did time for it. Yeah. So, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. In 2018, the first pick was DeAndre Ayton. Does anyone not think that Luca <laughs> would be the first pick? If we yeah, and then Trey Young would be next. Probably so. Now, Ayton is really good, and, and he's a, a and and you know they tend to take the seven footer. Mm-hmm. And Ayton is a very good player, and they almost won a championship with him in this last year, and they might again. But clearly, it's not even worth talking about, right? Luca would be the first pick in that draft. Would you say the NBA playoffs are good now? Right now? Oh yeah. I would. Yeah, I, most of well, not all of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, overall, like we, overall, we're highlighted by the Memphis Warriors series right now. Yeah. I mean, anything else like you're like, wow. I feel like that Boston Milwaukee series has to level out. Like, I don't think that's going to be a one one team wins big, next team wins big, like back and forth. I feel like that one's got to level out a little bit. Yeah, I know they don't. Have, I know Milwaukee's hurt, but I feel like it's got to level out at least a little bit. All right, but like tonight we got the Heat and 76ers, and the Heat are up two nothing. 76ers don't have Embiid, right? They're still out. Yeah. Correct. So, I mean, so they're, I mean, 76ers going to, they're not a threat without Embiid. I'll be watching hockey. <laughs> uh, Suns Mavericks, I mean, they got Booker back. They're already up 2 nothing. Like, is that series over? I, or can I, the Mavericks sneak back in? Nah. I think, I thought Phoenix, I thought Phoenix was okay. They, they've done what they needed to do while Book was out. I like watching Luka, though, so I might switch Luka, off the hockey for I that. I do enjoy watching Luka play. I've always enjoyed watching him play because he's like, he's not like super crazy like John Morant athletic, but he gets to his spots. Like he's not, he's not really fast. He's kind of quick, but he gets to his spots and the guy can hoop. 
Why is the the NBA is weird, right? I I, heard, I saw somebody tweeting about this. I forget who it was. Uh, I think talking about the schedule, and like I guess like there there were no there was games on like Friday night of last week, but not on Saturday, like up against the NFL draft or something. And then like tonight, there are no NBA games. I don't think. And the Warriors in Memphis played on Tuesday. They got a ton of momentum for that series right now. And again, you're not going to change. I understand it's predetermined. They don't play again until Saturday. Like, why do you need three days off to go travel to the West Coast? I don't know, but I'm happy because got to hit I cryo. <laughs> Very good. It's an 8:30 tip instead of a 10:30 tip, so I'm happy. I'm here for it. That's true. I agree with that. Like, you're afraid to stay up late? No, I just don't want to stay up to one o'clock. I got things to do in the morning. I just want to watch hockey at 10:30 because they're still in that early stage where you got games at. 7.30 and 10.30, so you can sneak in some... And just, it's perfect. It's a good storm. The, uh, like I said, I mean, maybe the Celtics and, and, and Bucks turn into something. Yeah. But most likely, we're just... I mean, right now, the, the carrying the freight of the playoffs is... Golden State. It's John Moran. Yeah. Really, it's John Moran. That dude's a problem. Like, there's a ton of stars in the NBA. But nobody's talking about anybody but John Moran. And because of that, talking about the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Yeah. That's it. He's so disrespectful. He is pretty disrespectful. He's fun to watch. I mean, he really is fun to watch. I I said this yesterday during the show. I'm not like a lock-in, especially this time of the playoffs, to to the NBA playoffs. He makes you lock in. Mm -hmm. He's one to lock in about. Like, watch it. Just if you're going to pick a game, now you get to wait till Saturday to do it. But go watch that game. I mean, he is that fun to watch. And, again, you're playing a good team. Like, you can feel the intensity of that thing. Yeah. I feel like – and I like John John Moran. I heard an interesting – question about Ja, which I think is, is sort of a testament to his greatness and what he's doing, is that now now you know people are talking about the sustainability about the of the way he plays. Like can he sustain like the way he plays for an extended amount of time? You know, is he is he like is he Derrick Rose who, you know, was oft injured, or is he Dwayne Wade who played that same reckless style of ball for, you know, such a long time? That's interesting. Interest. I just feel like a guy that can score around the hoop like that can do that for a long time. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, Michael Jordan made a career doing that. Yeah. Yeah, but Derrick Rose can anybody. I mean. Well, of course, anybody can get it. Hurt. Right. Right. Derrick Rose just couldn't land. He could take off and he could fly, but he yeah. couldn't land. That was that was one of the problems. Yeah. I mean, I know Morant missed some time, but I, I, I get why they asked the question. But I think his style of play, as long as he does stay healthy, is... I think he's fine. Test the time. I think he's fine. You mentioned Cryo, by the way. Don't forget to go try out Cryo in St. John's County at the uh, Pavilion at Durban Park. Mother's Day specials. You need a gift certificate, and they are running some specials. Go check it out. Cryo. Download the app as well. Teacher Appreciation Month. Free lifestyle service. I told you yesterday, there's a Jags player in there. So, recovery at its best. Down there at iCryo in St. John's County, the pavilion at Durban Park. We'll probably be there this weekend using the cryotherapy changer, red, cha- chamber, red light therapy, compression. Maybe we'll see you over there at iCryo in St. John's County. We'll be right back. Football at 5 when we come back on ESPN 690.